Ladies, are we all set? Wait, I'll yeah. just Wait. here. I'll just put my jerseys in the background. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> okay, so I think we're now we're ready. So five, yep. four, three, two, and one. One. Hello, world, in a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs. Bienvenue, welcome to the Happy Hour. Uh, welcome back, listeners. Uh, my name is David Auger at MetalDave02 on Twitter.com, <laughs> and we have quite an episode uh, waiting for you, uh, you know, whenever you're getting to listen to it. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Beth. Hello, I'm at H-I-V-E-R-H-U-I-T on Twitter. And Veronica. Yeah, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And you're listening to the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter.com and Instagram, I should say, at Happy Hour Pod yes. at Instagram. So we're trying to do that as well. <laughs> now, we have a guest with us tonight. Uh, it's been a while since he's been on the podcast, but we're so, so, so glad to have him on. And I'm going to try this en français, mais non. Uh, <laughs> il, est, il est la voix uh, de Canadien de Montréal. Uh, I give you, Monsieur. Michel Lacroix. Michel Lacroix, ça va. Hey, how are you? Uh, your French is getting a lot better now. Oh, that's, that's all you I need, need to you, hear. That's it. You need, you need to be back in Montreal in order to practice. Oh, oh. that is so right. You are, you are 100% correct. <laughs> I am missing it. We are all missing it so yeah. much. And it's such a... Well, let's let's talk about that really quick. Uh, the last time that we had you on, Michel, it was uh, in March... Um, it was a sad time oh. because it mm-hmm. was it was uh, around the time of uh, Henri Richard's passing, and yeah. the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic was just starting with the quarantines and everything. And unfortunately, it's now October. A lot, uh, not too much has changed <laughs> because of that. And uh, well, here we are, uh, Michelle. How are you doing with the pandemic? How is everything going? Not bad, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm missing the people around the game a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, uh, I went back to the Bell Center for the first time uh, last, I'd say, uh, about two weeks ago for the uh, the NHL draft. And that was it. Uh, We've been uh, talking a lot to the people uh, in the the marketing and communications department, uh, also hockey operations. But... Um, for the rest, it's been virtual, and uh, I've been quite busy, as a matter of fact, covering the PGA Tour events because, indeed, professional golf, uh, the PGA Tour has been back at it since, uh, what, mid-May, so uh, it kept me quite busy, but hockey-wise, uh, it was nice to be back, quote-unquote, home at the Bell Center uh, in the uh, the dressing room with the uh, the guys from the, the marketing department. We did a pre-draft uh, show. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the following day, uh, or a couple of days later, uh, we had the opportunity to uh, talk with Trevor Timmons, to talk with Jeff, uh, CEO and uh, president of Montreal Canadiens, and also uh, Caden Primo, uh, Kale Cofield, talking about these young guns coming up. And, uh, I mean, we're all... Uh, I mean, with the changes and the trades and everything, I mean, we're anxious to go back (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> on the ice. But hey, we, we do understand, like anybody else, the everybody else, should I say, that the situation is critical, uh, especially in Quebec and in Ontario. So we've got we'll wait. I think it's better we're better off that way. And we'll enjoy uh, I think uh, our team and the NHL activities a lot better when uh, whenever play resumed. Hopefully uh, January. That's right. Yeah, I believe it was uh, Gary Bettman who mm. mentioned January 1st, January 1, as the return to play date that they're hoping for. Um, that came, I forget if he had mentioned that before or after the Winter Classic was postponed, which who knows uh, when yeah. uh, that will be able to, to take place. But um, as you said, uh, Quebec and Ontario, uh, critical points uh, in the pandemic. Uh, the United States um, is still rolling with it. Um, I know that, you know, Beth and Veronica, we had John Liu on last week, and he had been talking yeah, well, about how he was recovering. Extraordinary story. I'm so glad that he's okay. Yeah, so do I, because uh, I didn't have the, the opportunity to talk to John, but uh, indeed, I know he's okay. Uh, I got friends who indeed uh, tested positive and had a very hard time going through oh, the wow. uh, COVID-19. Uh, I mean, golf professionals, I could barely, uh, when they got, when they told me that they finally got out of the hospital, I could barely recognize their voices. So it, it, oh. I, I must tell you, it's no, it's no little, uh, it's no little uh, problem there. It's, it's really tough. But hey, we'll manage. I think that we're hoping, hoping to, because Dr. Fauci, I think, said that we there might be a possibility to test vaccines late November, early December. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, I think we'll get there and <laughs> right. yeah. go back to normal. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the hope, and I'm definitely hopeful for that as well. I'm telling you, when that border opens, <laughs> yeah, I'll be out there but it's quick. still close. It's still close, if I'm not mistaken, until yes. uh, November 21st for now. Right. Yep. For now. Yep. Yeah. Believe me, I'm I'm hyper focused on that, <laughs> as we all are. But um, let's see. Uh, well, okay, uh, Beth and Veronica, do you have uh, anything for Michelle at the moment? How is uh, Cashmere? <laughs> How is Cashmere? Oh, she's fine. Believe me, she is in great. Not a care in the world. <laughs> she's you not, she's in, home all the time. That's she's great. in great shape. I locked her up out of my office <laughs> in order so I wouldn't have any problems with Cashmere, but oh no, she's doing great. We had a wonderful walk this afternoon, even though it was a rainy, cold day uh, in Montreal. But uh, other than that, she's doing absolutely Wonderful. fine. She and believe me, she, running through the leaves because uh, I I took care of the yards. Uh, I live right by a golf course, so you can imagine the number of trees that are blowing leaves in my oh, <laughs> on my lawn. So uh, I, it took me all day Saturday just to take care of that. And she was running around in leaves, but hey, she's feeling great. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I had a question about uh, you and Marc Dumont with the pre-draft special that you did. Yeah. Um, you met you you left out Jenny, the wet lady, from the draft from last year. Oh my God! 
Was that was that something or what? That was great. I you know what I, I didn't know uh, because uh, the people from the marketing department worked a lot on so many things, and we we uh, we all only go by phone once or twice, and uh, we were getting ready for that, and then she came. They came up with that great lady. <laughs> it was so funny. She was great. And she was fantastic. She, when she introduced her dog, Gee, <laughs> she had her coffee mug. It's unbelievable. But that's the way it is. Don't you agree that fans, that's the way they oh, are. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the way we like them. Whatever the team, but she was she was absolutely fabulous. <laughs> I mean yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Although Mark and I had really a, a good time. And as a matter of fact, uh Mark uh, had the opportunity to talk to uh, Cofield a few days before, so uh, so he was really he knew exactly good questions to ask to ask him the way things were going uh, with the Badgers and everything, and of course Caden uh, uh, came up a few days later. Caden Goulet. So I think that the hockey wise, the the guys were quite happy. Uh, of the draft, the, the first picks that we had, and uh, with all the moves, uh, Edmondson, Toffoli, Tyler Toffoli, I can hardly oh, wait yes. to announce that guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> sad to see uh, Max Lumi go because he he's a good guy. I mean, he he was always great to the fans. I must admit. Uh, that he has always been uh, cooperative with the, with the fans, with the, the the organization. So it's sad to see him go. But then again, uh, like uh, I tweeted him and said, uh, all the best. Sad to see you go. But hopefully the next time you'll be at the Bell Center and I'll be introducing you, it will be for a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's yeah, probably, yeah. That was great. And it probably will be. Yeah, yeah probably well, will be. Uh, it, <laughs> and a goal would, probably. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, but uh, a lot of talent. And but we've got to look forward. And I think that Marc Bergevin, uh, with Jay Callen coming in as the uh, backup goalie for Carey Price, uh, Edmondson, uh, Josh Anderson, uh, and see the, the way because we were getting ready for the ABS TV show number two following the draft with Jeff, then uh, all of a sudden, maybe uh, 30 seconds before uh, we were recording the, the show, uh, they came up and said, well, Josh Anderson just signed a contract for uh, yeah. seven years. I said, okay, well, th that's why Mark couldn't be with us <laughs> at the time. But no, I, uh, I think that from what I hear and listening to the fans uh, reading right and left, I think that we've got a great team. Uh, Mark uh, did a wonderful job to, to secure a few spots. And uh, Brendan Gallagher, of course, yes. uh, a, a yep. new contract. Uh, wasn't he emotional uh, yes. when he uh, announced that? That was great. Yeah. It goes to theory that it's not only business. I mean, it, you do have to, to, to realize that, uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, personal feelings involved in everything. So it's not only about money, it's about the people surrounding the game. And that's the most important thing, to, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's yeah. mutual between Brendan and Mark Bergevin. It's, it was yeah. quite touching to see how they 
like really respect each other and mm-hmm. you know respect each other's work and respect each other as people. Yeah. But wouldn't uh, you react the same way? Because oh. the way the way Brendan uh, got, I mean, it was a nonsense uh, in, in the playoffs against the Flyers. Oh. That high stick, I mean, yes. it didn't oh, make any word. sense. Yep. I I personally feel that they'll have to, the NHL will have to do something about these high sticks and sticks to the head. Or I mean, yeah, because it's even though the player, it's not the intent of the player to injure another player but i mean you've got you're responsible you've got to be responsible on the ice yeah and i think that because it could have been a lot worse imagine getting him in the throat uh i've seen uh trent mccleary go out fast with the puck uh in the throat so i don't want to see that again ever no. ever so yeah come respect respect all the guys I, I, it's not a matter of respect. I think the game is fast, but they've got to be really, they've got to be more careful. And the, the referees should, should be more severe, I think, following such actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we covered that particular action. Yes. Great depth when it happened. He's <laughs> um, now really uh, angry. <laughs> a month or two ago. And we, we were lockstep with you, Michelle. That was, yeah. uh, Such an awful, awful hit. I mean, if you're coming off the ice with uh, a broken jaw and missing yeah. teeth, hello. Yeah, it's a fast sport. It is a tough sport. But mm-hmm. having no I, – I don't recall if there was any penalty called on that. I don't believe that there was. Uh, no. I, I, I no, there, there wasn't. No. And, I don't think yeah. so. And then what happened after, after the fact, too, that was really surprising was the circus uh, media-wise after yeah. – after it and that was no mm-mm. i nope. was not pleased with that at all <laughs> um there's now nothing I, like I, the playoffs there's nothing like the playoffs <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> also, also kudos to uh the nhl for being able to pull it off what for a real. delightful oh a delightful in, the, in these times but having the bubble yeah. work as well as it did was really something and you know all yeah. all manner of respect to the nhl because when the plans were first rolling out and they were trying to see what will work. Mm-hmm. I remember people being very worried, as one should, but uh, no no positive cases in the bubbles at all. Um, everyone was healthy. You know, that, was, that was surprising, too. Very to be surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Because, <laughs> see, the, uh, the first sport that went out there uh, for sports, should I say, was NASCAR mm. and the PGA Tour. NASCAR, they didn't insist on testing uh, pilots, or uh, but... PGA Tour insisted on testing players and caddies. And so far, we're talking about, we're going way back in May. Uh, and we've had almost uh, a tournament a week since then. And they've been only 15 guys, caddies and players, uh, that tested positives. They were immediately uh, out of the bubble. And, uh, I mean, and it worked out pretty well, especially because... The, the bubble for PGA Tour is a moving bubble compared to the to the NHL, where mm-hmm. they they were in Edmonton and in Toronto. The bubble on the PGA Tour is moving from California to Texas to the East Coast, back in Florida. So, and they did a wonderful job. I think Commissioner mm-hmm. uh, Commissioner uh, was fabulous on that. But you've got to be extra careful. 
but it allowed us to, and it's just about the same for the World Series now. And you can mm -hmm. see that it, it was not that easy because if you look at what happened in baseball, if you look at what what's happening in the NFL, they're constantly uh, changing schedule. Uh, they they also had a pretty good uh, experience with the NBA. So basically, all this will probably serve the NHL, the NBA, and other uh, sports league to at least try to get back spectators. This is what we're going to do uh, in uh, not this week, but next week in Houston. They'll allow between three, I mean, two to four thousand people on daily basis. On, of course, a golf course is not uh, an arena, uh, but they they at least are trying to get people in slowly but surely. They they did it in the NFL. They're trying to do it in the NCAA, and slowly trying to get because. We do realize that we're missing people, we're missing fans, we're missing energy. The athletes themselves will say, well, we need that little extra boost. We ain't got that extra boost that we usually get. And uh, we'll be doing, because uh, I'm actually working for the, um, or we're getting ready for the Masters. Uh, Masters uh, 2020 are going to be, uh, the Masters will be played in Augusta starting November 12th through the 15th and there won't be any quote in Augusta we call them patrons there won't be no spectators on site except players but and you usually when you're listening or going on site for the uh, the masters you can feel the tension you can feel that there's a good shot right or left or somewhere mm. Tiger Woods is is doing something great you can feel the roar you can hear the crowd and it's a, and the last weeks it's a total silence. I mean, the guy, the guy, gets a hole in one, and he's looking at the camera saying, "Okay, that's great." There's absolutely <laughs> no applause. It doesn't no. Make so we're missing Aww. something. Yeah, and right, tell me, Michelle, when you cover these tournaments, are you doing that remotely, or are you in the bubble? No, we are, and we're we're doing it off the tube. Because it, okay. it would be much more. Uh, we do have. Uh, we've got two reporters on site, right? But as a host, I've got to stay in in studio because it, yeah. it's a lot easier for us. Uh, plus, imagine uh, going from uh, Houston to uh, let's say Arizona, Arizona to California, moving around. Uh, Tech, there are, I think, if I'm not mistaken, three or four technical crews in order to get everybody because uh, it's about 750 to 1,000 people technically to get uh, a golf tournament going. It's just about the same uh, or maybe less for, for hockey games but because usually, believe it or not, when you were at the Bell Center, or mm -hmm. uh, we do have something like... Uh, in the building, about 1,200 people coming in for, for, for any given reason. We got the uh, game presentation. We've got about a crew of 50 people. So you've got to figure out uh, security, uh, hushers. So it's, a, it's about 1,200 people So to take care of 21,000 people. So what they're trying to do now is trying to figure out a way to maybe allow a few thousand people in there 
uh, of course, uh, you've got to uh, you get to be uh, what it's two meters socially apart. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Socially distanced, uh, but it's not it's not as easy as as it looks. Plus, yeah. you do have to get. There's got to be a little, a little something. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. a PA, a PA is a public address announcer. But when there's no public, we do have a little problem mm-hmm. announcing when there's nobody in the building, uh, and the players will react, I think, accordingly. Whether it's in baseball, and I think in baseball they felt it because uh, you see all these. These boards installed in stadiums. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's nice, but it's it, that's all it's there is. It's very different. Yeah, right. It, it is very different. And re- pre-recorded uh, uh, crowd noises. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really into it. But hey, that's the way it is for now. At least we're getting a little something. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm trying to think. We mentioned selfishly, I just oh. wanted to say I'm so glad that you're staying in studio, Michelle, instead of traveling around with us. Yeah. Oh well, you know what? Uh, Mary Band. I, I've done it. I've done it for years. <laughs> mm. I yeah. think that no, no, it's not that bad. I mean, of, yeah. of course, it, it would be it would be a lot more fun to be on site on special occasions, mm-hmm. especially for the Masters, U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been. A, thrilled to be in uh, at Wingfoot in the uh, New yeah. York area because it's always something special uh, and it's always like uh, I was talking with people from Boston recently there's always a little something when you go to uh, to Fenway Park or when you go uh, I was to say the Boston Garden but the <laughs> garden now <laughs> but when you're on site and you guys know because uh, you were uh, at the Bell Center recently uh, there is indeed something special about being on uh, on site. There is something special about being a part of the uh, the, the experience. So, but I promise that one day we'll be back on the road and we'll be you'll be back home for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly. Yes, and we're as as we said, we are definitely looking forward to it. We can't wait. We really can't. We missed. An important bit of news that had occurred. We had mentioned Jake Allen is going to be backstopping Carey yeah. Price. Well, Carey Price has himself a new backstop oh, yes. at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, some unofficial official news where with uh, Carey Price and Angela uh, welcoming a baby boy this uh, yeah. morning. I think <laughs> this morning. Uh, Lincoln Price it is. Carey's first boy. And now those <laughs> sisters have themselves a little brother to play with. And Angela <laughs> is going to have her hands full, already judging from how those girls are. Um, what a happy time. That's it's such a it's it's a it's a nice bit of news to have a surprise uh, today. And I figured ah, we are recording today. This is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but they're, you know, they're so they're so nice people. They're Carrie and Angela. They're so quiet, polite. Oh, yes. Carrie is. Always, I mean, you run into Carrie. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, no problem. Cool, cool cat. Oh yeah, stopping pucks. Okay, taking care of the kids. Oh yeah, and we're not uh, not that we're neighbors, but I'm not. I don't live too far away. And whenever uh, the, he's going to, to the store, he's always helping or he's signing autographs, helping a lady with his 
with a carriage. Oh, That's Lord. the way oh, he is. My hey. goodness. But good for them. And we've got. It's fun because we uh, we do have. If you look at the the guys that we uh, we've got we signed, mm -hmm. Jeff Petrie. I like him a lot too. And he's got he's got a great family. He's got <laughs> oh, great yeah. kids. Oh they, yes, they are they are amazing. Oh, so, so we've got three we've got three uh, with Carrie now. Uh, I think don't we have three also with Shay? Shay has a two. I think. Two. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, we're we're getting to we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> we're running. We're run. We're running a daycare center here. <laughs> that must oh, be so much fun to have them running around. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to the races. Yes. Absolutely. Now I may have to do a repeat question. Um, was it a couple weeks ago that we had uh, Nick Suzuki's mom on? Yes. Yes. Amanda, right? It's Amanda. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> so, so poor, and I, I flubbed her name at the beginning. I think I called her. You call her Samantha. Samantha. I was like, "Welcome, Samantha Suzuki." And she's like, "I'm not. My name's not Samantha. And it's a nightmare, as you can That's only imagine." <laughs> that was the start. But she's a lovely, lovely person, and we had a okay. great time with her. I gave her quite a question that I want to repeat with you, Michelle. <laughs> Who is your favorite Petrie? And you can't say Jeff. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be his father, I guess. <laughs> oh, see there. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Good. Right? Yeah, because I I saw him I saw him as a baseball player. Oh, true. For the yeah. uh, for the uh, the Detroit Tigers. Mm -hmm. But we're going way back. You guys were not even born. <laughs> I don't think. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. He's a pitcher, gotta... right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Very important. Uh, cool. Yeah, but did, uh, didn't he win? Uh, I think didn't he win the uh, the World Series at one point yep. with the Tigers? Yes. I'm not sure. I, I'm not. You know, he does I'm have not a sure. World Series. Yeah, for his belt, which I mean, that's by itself. And then to have Jeff uh, be a um, be a hockey player, I'm thinking, wow, I wonder, I wonder how that worked out, you know, with with the family and whatnot. And that was something really nice to speak with Mrs. Uh, Suzuki about, but. No, no, I'm gone. I'm going kind of off field here, but okay. Now, okay. So that's uh, Michelle's favorite Petri, the senior. <laughs> the senior dad. That's it. <laughs> no, but it, it was. Uh, I remember when when Jeff uh, uh, arrived in Montreal. Uh, we did a little something together because he he was involved with the uh, communications department with the uh, the young hockey players, uh, college uh, students. And I didn't know, but he indeed uh, studied uh, criminology, if I'm not mistaken, at Michigan. Uh, so uh, not only a hockey player, but also a talented student. So uh, oh, fantastic! Yeah, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think it's criminology. I, I, I might be wrong. My my memory sometimes. Uh, I'm trying to figure out so many things at yeah. the same time that I but. <laughs> There's but very, ve keep track of. very, 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 also very nice guy. And you know, to be honest with you, we, we, we've got a great family right now. I, yeah. I, oh, that's... my, what I'd like to do now, of course, is, is get to see uh, Josh Anderson and Toffoli, all these guys coming in so we can at least see them, talk to them and see the way these guys are going to, to react. 
altogether. Uh, uh, because uh, when you look at the, uh, whether it's uh, all Canadian, I don't think division, I don't think this will happen, but mm-hmm. but the Eastern, the Eastern Conference is absolutely crazy. I mean, oh, so yeah. many good teams and talented players that it, it, it's not, it's not a piece of cake. It will be indeed quite difficult to get there, to get to the playoffs. And once you get there, mm, Just be careful because Tampa Bay proved it. Uh, Pittsburgh is still there. Washington is still there. The Rangers will be uh, uh, on the roll. The Flyers are doing good. So, hey, Mm -hmm. a good thing that Mark picked up all these new players. And also, the the other thing is bigger players. Yes. Yes. Very important. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, I think, was uh, an important uh, decision by Mark to, to get big guys because i was looking at the numbers before we uh we got together and said oh okay bigger 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 okay yeah i kind of like that penalties 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 but i don't mind take care take care of suzuki take care of gallagher yes That's yeah. the, the... exactly now uh, the cup experience as well yes yeah. mm-hmm. very important um, another thing that comes to mind, uh, the first time that we had you on, Michelle, you mentioned you gave us a little bit of an unofficial timeline. Uh, this was before Suzuki. This be- this is before I'm pretty sure this was before we saw Kotkaniemi on the ice for the Habs. But you mentioned in the 2019-2020, so at the beginning of last season, you said about two years and then watch out for the Habs. Um now we've been talking about it all along, and we've even we haven't even mentioned uh, other names that are going to be coming into training camp this year, like Alex Romanov, uh, Cole mm-hmm. Caulfield, Caden Gu- uh, Gouley, 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 yeah. I Goulet. keep messing it. Goulet, Caden yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goulet will also be uh, at camp. Uh, on top of Matthias Norlander, Jordan Harris, and the list goes on and on. On yeah. really incredible you know young players that are com- coming into the organization as you said now we have bigger people to help protect them and it's yep. going to be a new team and i can't wait to see it so uh, you mentioned before about two, two years, years. Mm-hmm. what do you think about that now uh i think that i'm not really off the target to be honest with you i didn't because... think so either two <laughs> two well you know let's let's say that Suzuki is we're not talking about sophomore jinx okay uh, i think oh, yeah. that he's 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 in there he's a good hockey player uh, and we've seen uh the yesterday cut kenyemi that we wanted to see uh during the playoffs bigger stronger uh much more confident i think that playing in the american league last part of the season really helped him out. Remember uh, when uh, we sent Max Pacioretty in the American League, he came back and it was a transformed player. I think this is this is exactly what happened to Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Gallagher is a warrior. We've got Petrie. We've got a guy like Kulak really uh, played really good during the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, we got, and we got people like Jake Evans. We've got Paul Byron. Uh, um, Drouin. So, mm-hmm. I mean, 
we've got we've got talent. Oh, uh, yeah. And I believe that uh, Claude, the assistant, all the coaching staff will really work hard at it and say, okay, guys, hey, we've got something here. Let's create. Let's get let's get things going. And two years, I think, is not is not very. I I, I think I, I might be my. My target two years doesn't look bad right now, to be honest with you. I think so. I think so. I agree very much. Now, we mentioned the American League. Have you ever had um, the chance to meet uh, Yoel Bouchard at all? Absolutely. Okay. On, many, on, on many occasions. I must admit that he is, he is working really, really hard. Uh, that's probably... Uh, I, and I don't want to condemn the work of previous coaches or previous managements in, in the American League, but Joel uh, went from uh, the NHL to uh, being the owner and coach in the Quebec Junior Major Hockey League, then came up with the uh, Laval Rocket. He has got that, I'd say, he, he loves his job to really have a look at the young players to allow them to, to, to get experience in the proper way, to get them ready in the best, best way possible to get in the NHL. And he, he talked to Jesperi Kotkaniemi. He said, listen, we, you need to do this and this and this. I'm going to push you so you get to your goals. And this is exactly what he's done. And he has done it in junior, in the junior uh, hockey league. And I think that he is doing a fabulous job with Alex Boros, as a matter of fact, in the uh, with the uh, the Laval Rocket and the, the the other coaches. But Joel is he is the type of guy that you you guys are young, but we had at one point Claude Ruel. Claude Ruel was became uh, a coach with the Montreal Canadiens, but before that. Claude Ruel, his major role was to develop young, talented hockey players. So when guys like Dougie Risebrow, Mario Tremblay, all these guys that came up, they were 18 years old. They didn't really know about the, 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 the NHL. But with Claude Ruel, he developed these players from junior players to young hockey players to great athletes in the NHL. This is probably, we had that missing link. And I yeah. think that with Joel Bouchard uh, at the at the end with the, uh, the Laval Rocket, this will definitely, definitely help us, believe me. And he, and he is tough. He is a tough cookie. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, played, he played the game. He knows the game. He'll tell you in his he, straight arrow, he'll tell you exactly what you need to do and you better do it. Otherwise, right? You might, yeah. you might have a little. <laughs> it might be tough. There was one game in one of his first games with the Rocket, where he benched everybody who was on the ice who didn't stand up for a player that had gotten hit. He benched them all <laughs> for the rest of the game or something like that. I'm like, yeah. okay, he means business. That, like that's it. it, it, it it's teamwork. It's uh, you get to if you show up uh, at the practice, we're doing this and this and this. Follow follow the rules. Be sharp for the game, but 
if you if you uh, play the way he wants you to, he'll give you the moon, and that's yeah. Uh, players players love it. Okay, I'll give mm -hmm. you a hundred percent because you are showing me how to do it. I will do it. Am I doing it okay? No. What am I doing wrong? It's easy to tell a player you're doing you're not playing the correct way. What you need to do is to teach him and tell him what yes. to do correctly. And this is what Joel is doing. And it, it, you go from there. Uh, and that's the way that's the best way to develop players. Absolutely. We've mentioned it before, but the, my favorite thing about Kotkaniemi coming back for the playoffs was he came back mean. He was mean. <laughs> and it was but, so... But I think that the uh, at the start of the last season uh, he had gained he had put up what something fifteen to twenty pounds. Uh, I'm I'm not sure that physically he was able to to adapt to that new situation. But going to Laval and getting things ready and following uh, Joel's uh, recommendations, he he realized okay I'm doing this I got to do this and this and this and this. Was injured, went back home, followed the rules, and came back in the bubble. And he played absolutely great. He yeah. was a transformed player. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was great. Jenny must have been proud from Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's her. Perfect. He's her son. <laughs> oh yeah, my my little babies. Um, speaking of uh, Kanyami, have you uh, joined the rest of? Um, the Hab fandom in uh, following the Assad over in Finland since he's gone there. Oh well, we're trying. It's it's. I know because uh, I I was watching uh, a report from Finland earlier uh, tonight, and uh, we were talking about uh, Daniel Odetti. He was uh, yeah he was playing in the in the Finnish Liga, and they they played against them. Uh, but uh, he was not really, uh, he didn't say a lot of, about what uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi was doing. My only concern, and I think it's the same for everybody, please don't get injured, please. Yeah, oh, gosh. Because, mm -hmm. it, it, and the, uh, because the way he played, he definitely, he definitely needs uh, ice time right yeah. now. So that's, that's mm -hmm. the main thing. But, I mean, he is... He is a grown young man, and uh, <laughs> I think that he'll, he'll be careful. I think that Marc Bergevin, probably the coaching staff, told him, well, listen, there are things you can do. There are things. Yeah. Just be careful. Yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but I don't think that there shouldn't be any problems. I don't see. And it's the, the, because the, the, the rinks over there are larger. They, they've got more space. And it's not as physical in Finland as it is yeah, yeah. in North America. So, but <laughs> the way the way he played during the playoffs, I think he he can take care of himself without any problems. <laughs> oh, certainly, certainly. I can't wait to see him again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're right. <laughs> um, now let's see. I guess, uh, have you had any uh, chance to either speak or interact with Alexander Romanov? There's a lot of hype about him, and we haven't, and most Habs fans have hardly ever seen him. Yeah. You know? I, I saw him, I think, uh, early stages of his career. 
mm. uh, at junior championships when I was announcing the games. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, I've seen his play on tapes, of course. Uh, right, yeah. Back in Russia, but not much. I, I, I haven't met him because uh, obviously he was in a bubble in Toronto when when he came and what yeah. I what what I know is that they were very happy about him. They they're happy the way uh, he's uh, he's been practicing with the team and everything. Uh, he the way he uh, he's behaving is is okay. So but that's all I know for now. But mm-hmm. believe me, I'll, I'll get to see him. Don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. And then you'll we'll, let us know. Yeah. We'll fit. Well, I'll, I will. We'll figure out a way. Because I want to be. I gotta talk. I gotta talk to these new uh, new players to be really sure of mm-hmm. the way they want me to announce to pronounce their names. If there are yeah. some little little things right and left, will it be Alex Romanov or Alexander Romanov? I don't know. Tafoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Edmondson is okay. Anderson is okay, but I need to, to figure out accents to put accents right and left. So, right, right, perfect. It will be interesting. I promise it will be. <laughs> oh, so excited! Yeah. Very exciting. Hey. <laughs> I don't know if you're like me. Like uh, maybe I told you last time we we were together. But basically, what we miss is. Maybe we do miss results and the games, but we do miss the people surrounding the game. That's, I think, the most important aspect of it. I mean, we are social animals, aren't we? So mm-hmm. yeah. we, we, not, not to go to the band center or not to go to, uh, to see, attend a hockey game or a golf yeah. tournament or, or go to a football game. It's, there's that little something that, that's missing right now. And mm-hmm. I think that hopefully in a month or so, maybe maybe a little more, a little less, but we will be able to huh, celebrate and say, okay, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see our fans again, to hear them, yeah. to talk to them. Yeah. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I, Until I, then, I, we I have agree. Skype. Yeah. yeah. Until then, we have Skype and Zoom yep. and all of that. But I, I've got so many applications right now because <laughs> with the, doing corporate events, doing this and this and this and this. Okay, they are going with Zoom. The other one is going with Cisco. Oh, yeah. The other one. I, I, yeah. I mean, I've got like I'm getting ready right now for um, a corporate event with uh, Gila Fleur, even though. Uh, you probably heard that uh, Guy yeah. is uh, undergoing uh, uh, treatment uh, for cancer, lung cancer, uh, but he is insisting on uh, talking to the people. So we'll wow. be having um, a corporate event uh, together uh, next week, if I'm, yeah, next week, as a matter wow. of fact. So, uh, but he's, he's feeling okay. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Guy is Guy, and he, yeah. he wants to be close to the fans. So, but last time I I spoke with him, uh, he was he was doing he was doing okay. So that's good. To well, hear. He's active on yeah. Instagram too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well good. Yeah. I mean, he's... gotta sell that gin. Holy yeah. cow! <laughs> <laughs> good for him. I, mean, I wonder where we'll he give got him our that. Best. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he's always been so special to me because he's a he's a great character. We we had yeah. fun. I was I was following the team. I was on the road with the team when he was playing. So, uh, and we're keeping in touch, obviously. But he is such a nice guy, uh, very kind, close to the fans, shy. But when he's talking to people, you you discover his personality. He is he enjoys uh, talking to people. He he that's his life. That's and I've got so many questions. Like it's a Q and A we'll be doing. Some kind of a fire chat, play, uh, fireplace chat that will last for about, uh, let's say, 40 minutes if he, uh, if he's okay physically doing it, and it will be in English, so it will be funny because we'll be sharing our <laughs> French accents with people oh, from the rest of Canada in English. It, it will be fun. That sounds like fun. Now. Oh my Yeah. Will that be? Um... <laughs> Uh, a Habs corporate or no? It's uh, no, it's uh, people from a corporate company. Okay. Ah, okay. uh, yes. Major, major corporate company. So, okay. but but it's okay. I mean, he he, he wants to do it. That's because I was afraid. I said, well, "Don't you go yeah. to treatments and everything?" No, I want to do it. I'll be okay. I promise. I'll be okay. It's okay. I know you. <laughs> you told me you'd win the Stanley Cup, and you did, so that's all right. No problem yeah. at all. Yeah, kind of hard to say no to uh, uh, La Flor there. Yeah. You don't, you don't say no, no to you don't. No, no. Never. That's good to hear. And he's so great because he's always so candid. Oh. He, he, that guy is amazing. Yeah. He, I remember we could tell stories about uh, getting – getting especially in the western part of canada when we were doing playing winnipeg edmonton calgary vancouver uh, you'd be amazed at the number of people that were waiting for Guy Lafleur outside of these buildings day oh, after oh. day after day and chris nyland at the time said okay i've got to go <laughs> out there take him in the bus so we can leave because he, <laughs> he, he'd be there for He'd be there for at least an hour signing autographs and talking to people. And that was before that was before we could uh, use our, our cell phones. So imagine yeah. what it would be today. I mean, it's crazy. It would be crazy. <laughs> We'd need two Chris Nylings, but that's... <laughs> no, we oh, no, don't. We can't we, no, just, one. <laughs> just, <laughs> just one, you're right. <laughs> Oh, couldn't give him a partner in crime, my word. No, God. Uh, that's another special character. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. He is, he is that, you won't believe that guy. He is so nice, <laughs> crazy at times, telling stories. Yeah. He, but you guys, he'd be, he'd be talking to you for hours. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we would no. never say no to that. <laughs> oh. you no, know, I listen to him almost every day on TSN 690, and I love how he's just brutally honest about everything that he's got to say. He's uh, he doesn't take himself seriously at all, and he's he's got a great sense of humor, and yeah. And he kept that he kept he kept that special funny accent from Boston. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> Bastard. That's, right. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he, he, I tell you, 
he is a good friend. He is a very good friend. Love him very much. And I'm glad to hear that he's doing better from his surgeries and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, we played golf. I played golf with him, I think, uh, was it two years ago? Uh, after his surgery, his knee surgery. Yeah. Oh, Chris, you shouldn't be walking. You shouldn't be playing golf. Hey, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'll survive. I'm playing golf. I'll like it, partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. I can't even imagine. <laughs> what a pistol. Yeah, what a pistol. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, quite well, like I said, quite spectacular. Absolutely. Well, well, Michelle, we've had you on for quite a while now. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that we missed. Ladies, do we have anything else for the great Michelle Lacroix? I just wanted to kind of play up a little bit more. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but one of the things that I'm really looking forward to next season, Michelle, is um, Jake Allen. Oh. I think it's underrated. I think people it's a, should be talking about it more. I we we all agree, uh, journalists and reporters following the team. Jake Allen in Montreal should mean basically eight, maybe ten more points in the standings mm-hmm. because wow. he is that good. Yeah. And it will definitely, it will definitely allow Kerry to ease up. Yes. Because uh, you just can't, you just can't play 60 games. Because I think it will be a crushed schedule. It will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It will be really, really hard physically uh, for the players. So, and the we definitely needed uh, a backup goalie. He's got experience. He's got talent, and he knows exactly. He knows his role, so that's yeah. Uh, that's also important because you can bring in the number of players that you want if they don't know what they're here for. It doesn't help the team. Now he knows exactly where he's standing. He knows where he's standing compared to Carey Price and Caden Primo in the back and McNibben. So basically. That guy, and he's been he's been in the business for quite a long time with good teams, knows how to win. So, yeah, I think that in it was well. Remember uh, what Mark was saying. We definitely that was a key point. We need we desperately needed a backup goalie, talented, gifted, and I think we we found them. Yeah. Agreed. Very excited about that. Signed to an extension too. Yeah, a very right. a very nice extension, yeah. if I say yeah. so. So that was um that was quite a brow raiser, and I'm happy that he's with the team. It's um it all points to good. And we gotta figure out a way to, <laughs> to respect <laughs> the salary cap. Yes. Yeah. But that, that's that's John Sedgwick and yeah. Mark's uh business. <laughs> We're fans, right? (laughs) Exactly. It's not our problem. That's it. (laughs) We're cheering, period. (laughs) That's it. Absolutely. That's exactly right. (laughs) What do you think, Beth? Do you have anything? Um, I just hope you continue to be well and enjoy yourself with the work that you do get to do and whatever other exciting things you're doing at home. 
Hey, thank you so much, Beth. Yes, of Merci. course. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> I'm all, you know, the thing is, I'm always enjoying myself. That's, yes. that's the main thing. Yeah. Listening Perfect. to music or taking a walk or playing golf. But I must admit that it's a little chilly. I played golf yesterday. <laughs> it was a little four degrees when oh. we finished. So it was two in mitts yeah. and... A little Irish coffee to finish. Yeah, perfect. 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 I love That's a good Irish coffee. <laughs> so good. Uh, nice to talk to you guys. And hopefully, next time we talk, we'll be live at the Bell Center. Yes. Yes, I hope so. We are looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank merci so much, beaucoup, Michelle. tout le monde. Thank you all. And Thank see you, you soon. Thank you. Yes, yeah, see you, you soon. Bientôt. Take care. Bye bye. A bientôt. Bye. A bientôt. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what a guy. What a He's guy. So lovely. <laughs> what a so dude. Lovely. What a dude. He's just like everybody's nice dude. Guy relative. Like just such good energy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm glad. That was that was great for the Monday I had. That's Perfect. <laughs> Very happy it's about great for that. any day, yeah. 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 I think we touched on everything Habs related. I mean, uh, Michelle, um, right off the bat, one of the questions I want to ask him was about the two-year plan that he put out. And he, without he, me even mentioning it, was mentioning acquisitions, draft picks, <laughs> the whole nine yards. I'm like, ah, it's the truck is off the rails. But thank God we got him. But um, he truly is. He truly is a fan, though. He he is oh, sort of above yeah. it all, as you know. But and, and I love it. He's just the He's greatest. He's so passionate about it. Love it. You love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Now let's talk about I'm something really that. Uh huh. What? I was about to say. Oh, go ahead. Let's talk about something that we do not love. Oh, yeah. Yes. We ready yeah. for this? All right. Yes. The Arizona Coyotes. Please. What? A nightmare today. <sighs> um, of course, uh, there, there, was, there wasn't a ton of Habs news. Um, uh, Carrie Price and Angela um, and Angela Price uh, welcoming a baby. Awesome. Uh, in the past week, Caden uh, Goulet ugh, signed to a three-year entry-level deal, which is kind of a big deal because that's essentially saying we're expecting him to play in the lineup, I would say-ish. Yeah. Um, So I was a little surprised at that, but I guess they're high up on the kiddo, which is good. And the only other thing that really happened that caught my eye was this awful issue with uh, the Arizona Coyotes and their recent draft pick from... This year. Yeah. If I can. Yeah, they had to pick in the fourth round because they they had their first three picks. They lost their first three picks because they're cheaters. Yeah, uh, the whole combine uh, issue there. And I I thought I had the information right up here, but I am behind the ball right now. Yeah, so he, their first first pick in the draft um, had... Was convicted, I believe. He was convicted in juvenile court of um, just heinous, 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 heinous behavior. And, it, and people want to say that it was, and I, it was one incident that shouldn't hurt no. his life forever. He had been bullying this kid since grade two through oh. grade eight. Huh. Yeah. 
now yeah. and that's such a an awful thing to think about because uh of course in the current timeline of things in the recent months if not years there's been a lot of focus on bullying there's been a lot of focus on hockey culture anytime we hear about a player that disregards decency like that of course they're going to get flamed quite a bit grade two to grade eight sure he's a young kid who is watching this and letting it happen you know who was not there to say you can't do this it's terrible um i'm not going to get into specifics but the the to to kind of uh paint with a broad brush stroke here um he had been bullying um uh let's see yeah uh, da, 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 da. how come this isn't here <laughs> sorry about that um he had been bullying uh, a black teenager with disabilities but when you say bullying it's it's disgusting stuff it's yeah disgusting. like it's, Physic- it's physically it's abusive beyond bullying it's it's like borderline it's, hazing if not it's more hazing exactly. torture like yeah, just psychological. Terrible. It's just it's absolutely horrible. It's abhorrent. And I'm glad that the kid spoke up yeah. about how disappointed and he was. He's never, aside from what he was mandated by the court to write as an apology for his actions, he's never personally apologized for what he did to the young gentleman yeah to traumatize him yeah and the the other um the other participant went and personally apologized to the gentle young gentleman and his family mm-hmm. like crying uh, exhibiting a lot of remorse emotional response um but the this kid this this prospect for the coyotes he has just done the bare minimum for what for his for his in in response to his actions and then now this is getting dredged up again so the victim is having to relive everything that he went through and he gets nothing while this kid is being allowed to potentially have a professional athletic career and have a college scholarship, go play in the NHL, what have you. And then this other kid gets absolutely nothing. Just having to relive his trauma over and over again. Um, something that um, Armstrong said, the, uh, I'm sorry, uh, General, Bill Armstrong, general manager of the Coyotes. He said, uh, and I quote, Mitchell, uh, the player who was uh, bullying the, uh, gentleman there. Mitchell sent a letter to every NHL team acknowledging what happened and apologizing for his behavior. Okay. Uh, Mitchell made a huge mistake, but we are providing him with a second chance to prove himself. We hope that he uses his platform moving forward to raise awareness about bullying and to discourage this type of behavior. That, of course, is you can only hope for the best. And it is right in a way to allow somebody to atone for what they did but how late than ever i suppose i suppose being the underlying yeah it's incredibly disappointing that behavior like this 
had been ignored for so long to allow Mitchell to progress the way they did to become a draft pick in the NHL. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a failure from top to bottom. Mitchell, of course, but everybody that everybody associated with his development. Terrible. Um, there have been several people, uh, one of whom being Akeem Aliyu, um, who yeah. pointed out that if Mitchell uh, were a prospect that was not white, then we would likely not be having this conversation. That he I wouldn't hundred percent believe that he wouldn't have even been picked for us to even be having this conversation. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm and hoping. And I saw somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere where somebody talked about Akeem Aliyu as being, he, he's being problematic if he speaks up about this, you know, about, about that bad behavior in the league. But Mitchell, it's like, hey, red carpet, come on in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, it's really disappointing. And this on the heels of a couple of weeks ago, um, the diversity, Alliance. diversity, Alliance broke off with the NHL because yep. they just said it was the whole partnership was disingenuous in yep. the end. And that's just, anyway, we're going to be accused of being too woke yep. again, I suppose. But... Oh, yeah. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Habs, Rob? You can... Oh, yeah. We're supposed to be nice <laughs> yeah, language no, now. Nice oh. now. Forgot about that. I was a, <laughs> I had myself. Habs, Rob, your opinion is worth less to me than the spit I put onto the ground after hearing your name. Your opinion on any matter is not worth anything. It is wasting the carbon inside of my brain processing the need to say this because of your tirade of ignorant garbage. That's as nice as I could have put it without swearing. That's succinct. You don't Thanks. have to listen. We're not going to miss yeah. you. No. Anyways, uh, this is a great uh, garage podcast, <laughs> and we're really happy that everyone joined in to listen. We are coming on our time, though. Yes. Thank raise you, your hand everybody. if you're in the garage. Oh, oh, nobody raised their hand. <laughs> what? What? I said raise your hand if you're in your garage. And it went... <laughs> it looks like a garage. <laughs> I don't Dave, know if I can fit my car in here. <laughs> I don't think I can fit my car in here either. Garage podcast, I forgot oh, that. Part. Garage podcast. Oh, it was so close. Yeah. Sounds, like a, sounds like a good name for an episode. But okay. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.